Forward Podcast, yeah. So ominous. There's like stuff going on. What is that? <laughs> I didn't even know that part was there. Did you guys ever watch VH1 before? This tune was rated uh, in one of their countdown things. The worst metal song ever. Because <laughs> metal tunes don't have synthesizers, do they? I guess they do now, but not back in the day. Uh, oh, Europe. Anyway, why this song? I think it's pretty obvious. We've reached uh, the end of one season and the last regular season game of another. It's put up or shut up time for Louisville City. We're counting down. It's the final countdown. Should be pretty exciting after a, a great night for Cam and a great night for the team last weekend. And racing is on its way to uh, finishing their season. A couple of games against a team with the worst name in the history of sports. Well, not the worst. I guess uh, it would be uh, it would be uh, the worst name if you're a New Jersey, New York fan. I, I cut it off before the singing started because I just, I can't stand this too. <laughs> anyway, man, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. My name is Joseph Allen. I am the host of the Center Forward Podcast, podcast dedicated to Louisville professional soccer and our national teams. Um, obviously, the professional teams are racing Louisville and Louisville City, as well as our men's and women's national teams. Not a whole lot on them this week, uh, other than we are going to talk about Carly Lloyd. That's one of the things, uh, her final two games um, as a professional. Um, but before we get to that, um, it's going to be kind of a short show. Um, not feeling real well. Also, um, with the work thing, I just, I just don't have enough time to put the material together. Uh, with this new job. <laughs> so we're just going to do our best to give you what we can and what is the end of the season for Race in Louisville coming up this week. Also, a uh, huge match this weekend in Birmingham for Louisville City uh, for first place in the conference. A win and they're in first. It's really that simple. So, man, you know what? Like I said, it's a little bit short this week. Let's just get right at it with five things. That's right, folks. Who's ready for the fastest three minutes of Louisville City slash racing Louisville slash men's and women's national team coverage in five things? Does it get any better than this? No, it doesn't. Here we go. Number five. Play Misty for me. Man, that rain and drizzle just before the game, it, it messes with uh, the uh, tailgate. And then, you know, they had the chili cook-off. Uh, that was pretty cool in, in the parking lot. And... Uh, setting up and it's raining and I caught a damn cold and I'm pissed. <laughs> I should manage that a little better. Oh man, but it was a lot of fun. We had a lot of fun at the game. Drum pit, so on and so forth. Great, great stuff. I hope you had as much fun too wherever you were watching it. Number four, end of an era. Carly Lloyd's last match. Just mentioned it and we'll talk about it in a little bit. A legend, right? Um, absolute legend when it comes to women's soccer. Uh, certainly helped elevate the women's game nationally as far as its visibility is concerned. Uh, wish her the very best, except for whatever. I'm not sure she's playing in both matches. I'm not sure she's coming out here or not. But, um, you know, certainly going to wish her the best in her retirement and thank you for her efforts. Really, really appreciate it from a national perspective. Number three, 
Welcome, young man. Isn't it great when we have an Academy signing play? Carlos Mogul Jr. gets his first uh, minutes as a professional uh, in this last match uh, against Memphis. Um, it's it's great to see that. Uh, apparently he's from Shelbyville, Kentucky. And um, to, to get out there so young and get that experience uh, through the Academy, it's just... It's just um, it's a harbinger of great things to come for this team. I really believe that. So congratulations to him. Wish him the very best. Have to mention this. Number two. Hey, that's a goal, dumbasses. Have you seen this? Pittsburgh and Miami last week where uh, somebody passed the ball back to the keeper and the keeper let it go into the net and they didn't call it as a goal. And now they have to replay it and they're trying to work it all out. How, how much of a fail is that? I mean, that's so, so bad. Never seen anything that ridiculous. I mean, maybe back in fourth grade. <laughs> but if you haven't seen that, you got to go out there and look at the replay. I mean, they should put put it to yakety sacks, the music. Anyway, what a mess. And anyway, the last but not least, certainly not least, how about that hat trick by Cam, huh? Amazing, amazing stuff. Three distinct goals from a guy who has been absolutely invaluable to this team over the last few years. Uh, really great to see. Certainly that one that made Sports Center. And when you have such a wonderful moment, you know what you have to do? You have to take a pause and absorb it all. <laughs> great win for the team. Great night for Cam, certainly. Um, big, big match this weekend uh, out in Birmingham. Uh, some of us may be going down. Maybe you're going to wherever you're going to watch it. Hope you enjoy it. And that's it, folks. Five things. Man, like I said, let's uh, let's just get going here with Joey Season. Okay, and uh, here we are, folks. As I understand it, I'm not the only sick Joe. Here's Joey Cecil. Hi, Joey. Hey, what's up? Man, I think you, <laughs> we're having a contest. <laughs> yeah, I think I think the question is going to be who's going to interrupt the other person the most with hacks and sneezes and <laughs> just whatever's going on. Well, man, you know, uh, I talk a little bit about that weather uh, when it's this weather's changing. Um, but thankfully, our luck changed as well in this game after a couple of losses. Uh, with Louisville City getting a, a 3-1 win, man. What do you think? Yeah, and speaking of the weather, it wouldn't be soccer Saturday in Louisville without rain. Yeah, really. You know, it just had to be the last home game. There just had to be rain. <laughs> it just doesn't, it's just, and the thing is, it was just, it was just slightly annoying enough to be there. It yeah. wasn't like a torrential mess, but, no. you know, but it wasn't, you know what I'm saying? It was just enough to push you over the edge to get, like, sick. <laughs> yeah, and just cold enough. Right, you know? So it's just, know? I don't know, man. But, hey. And, and and speaking of being sick was, man, I don't know if it was just me. I thought they came out kind of flat in a game they had to have. Yeah, they did. They did. Especially with, I mean, Memphis was sitting back. They were mm -hmm. bunkering. Okay. Uh, and they were challenging us. You know, you know come on forward. Right. And, okay. And we we just couldn't really figure that out. We don't have that lock pick. Yeah, you know, I it, it did you know, I it didn't seem like we were clicking on all cylinders early. Yeah. But I wasn't I wasn't terribly fearful of anything they were doing either, like you were just saying no, no, no. formation wise. So it was just sort of a a bit of a slog the first what, twenty minutes or so. Yeah, you know, our it's, center backs had had a lot of the ball. Right. And that was 20 minutes. It was just like we were probing and probing. And it's just that kind of soccer that, especially when you're sitting in the cold rain, <laughs> doesn't really get you get you jazzed up. And, you know? No. And, and I figured with, you know, Memphis. See, I, I, I figured they'd be a little more um, daring. I, I was a little surprised 
at generally their whole attitude towards the game. I, I thought that there would be a little bit more of a little more bravado in their attack, yeah. and, and and it just it never materialized at all. I was you know I thought that their effort, you know, uh, I, we'll get into obviously all the stuff with Cam and and and, and the goals, but I, I really I, for a team that has had success against us in the last couple of games. I did not. I was not impressed, really. I, I know yeah. they're on the road, but come on. Yeah, honestly, 3-1, that could have been a much higher scoreline had you said had we been clicking. Right, right. Because they were not taking the game to us at all. No, and you know, it was, it was just, which, you know, good good for us. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll take it. Really? And, and you know, we finally had the breakthrough. You know, we kind of got some open space to work in, and just just that, that connection we had from Jogo, one touching that ball, to Cam leaping up and sending it in the back of the net. Yeah, man. You know, it kind of just it had that release valve kind of feeling. Yes, it did. And you know what? Got to got to be a, a little. Let's 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 give Jogo a, a pat on the back there because, um, you know he was there. You know he there was much more of a Jogo <laughs> presence in this deal. Very much uh, so in this match. So good for him answering back. I know it must have been very tough. Uh, you know, with the goal that he gave up, gave up in the match before. Um, you know, maybe maybe finally uh, settling into a regular weekly routine, sure, uh, was was a big help to them. What do you think? You know, and, oh yeah, definitely. You know, and it, it's a time now where, you know, the focus as it should be is just on this playoff push. Right, right. You know, no more national team stuff. The the the, the deal in Spain is sealed up. Yep. You know, we just focus here, and yep. not to say that that again. You know, I had some people bring this up at the game. You know, not to say that we would question. Where his focus and loyalty was right, right, never did that. It's That's just that correct. it's an eighteen-year-old kid whose head's been turned in so many different directions. Right, we're not going to fault him. No, not at all. Yeah, for, for losing focus here or there. Totally agree. And, and you know the, the the header from Cam. You know what? I was thinking a little bit about this. You know he t- he makes more than routine headers look pretty routine. Yep, that was not the easiest. That was not the easiest goal to score. Oh no, and especially on wet wet surface. Right. Um, you know, it, it was, but it was just, it was fantastic to see just a one touch, how he dropped that in between those center backs and mm-hmm. can be in the forward that he is, was already in that space. Right. And goalie had no chance. Mm-hmm. Great. But then you talk about same old thing, death taxes and Louisville city giving up a goal right before halftime. And, and I don't know about you, man. I mean, I, well, I couldn't tell if we were all there on the other side, but didn't look like, um, I mean, tell me about that goal because it looked like it could it was it could have been stopped. Maybe I'm wrong. It it maybe, mm-hmm. but it should have never even got to that point. Okay, you know it was a comedy of errors. People not shutting down that attack, mm-hmm. and that was a diving header between our center backs. Right, right, right. You know, guy going to ground, mm-hmm. and that's on the center backs at that point. Right. You know, if you haven't, if you're not diving as well as him or doing something, then what are you watching? Right, right, right. And, uh, you know, I'm not going to fault Hubbard too much because the header came in inside of the box within the six-yard box. Mm-hmm. You know, okay. he didn't have much That's, reaction yeah, cool. time. Cool. You know, he was stuck on an island. You mm-hmm. know, maybe if he literally was standing if, as if he had a premonition, he right. could have saved it. Mm-hmm. But honestly, okay. it, it was it was just a, a quality goal. Right, right, okay. And our, our back line has got to do a better job of figuring out where each other is. you got to wonder, you know, going into the playoffs too, um, the exploiting of... Of that, um, you know, of our of our back line, um, you know, if there's one thing we're we're going in there with with a little bit of a some trepidation, it's certainly sure. and you hate to say that about these guys because they're great guys. It's just that no, they are. But it's it's yeah. like I said earlier in the year. This is the first year in Louisville City history. We aren't questioning where the goals are going to come from. 
we're questioning who's gonna keep them out yeah man yeah but you know what we had a moment after that <laughs> that I, I mean it, it was hard for me to it was hard for me to to, to get excited about that goal from where I was standing and it happened so fast it's Cam second same goal. same I was actually talking to to a friend of mine up on the concourse I was trying to beat the beat the rush to the to the restroom or something <laughs> I was so pissed off they just gave up that goal right right and then I just see the ball go in the back and then the celebration and I went did what the hell just happened? Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then I had to go back and watch, mm. you know, as as Rob Green would be so proud mm. of, of of Cody Cropper and just wow, <laughs> how, that, how much movement that ball had, dead dead knuckle ball. It was a dead knuckle ball, rain, right? Yeah. And then just right off his left hand. Yeah, and, and just it, his reaction to getting hit, <laughs> like, oh yeah, yeah, man. And and then when you first like the, when I first noticed it. it, it <laughs> I mean, you didn't. I didn't notice that. I didn't notice a lack of spin on the ball, and I wasn't even considering the weather. I was just like, "Wow, he really mucked that one up." But you know what? When you take, when you go back and look at it, you know, it's a knuckleball in wet weather. Yeah. You know, and there's, yeah. you know, that's. <laughs> it was just. It's. It's. It's a very hard ball to stop. It. You know, because it dips ridiculously bad in the, yeah. the. You know, the very the the, the how, very last end of that. How he got that ball to move that way in this weather yeah man beyond me and it highlights the fact that that, that we've known for years mm -hmm. which when cam has the ball at his feet yeah. in our attacking half he sees himself as in range yeah. <laughs> this was the this was one of the few times it worked it's true you know he got green he, he has given himself the green light this is one of the times it worked mm -hmm. you know there was something I, I didn't know if you had noticed it um i didn't and i certainly did not notice it but uh looked like nial dropped back and played much more of a defender yes. role yes he was much deeper and they even highlighted that in the post game report okay the Louisville city staff did that he dropped down to, to technically he dropped to the six wow okay uh, and they, they let paulo and corbin play higher which I think they even mentioned that was one of the few positions he has yet to play beyond, I believe, center back and goalkeeper. <laughs> really? Which next year, guys, come on. Yeah, right. Got to get this done for him. Yeah, really. But I beyond hear... that, yes, he dropped deeper. Mm -hmm. And with, I believe, Napo was was nursing an injury. Right. So was Gibson. Mm -hmm. uh, it just shows once again how he is a legend in our club. Absolutely. And his versatility mm -hmm. doesn't always show up in, 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 in the stats. And he's a but kid. He's played everywhere. Right. He's a kid that he loves to shoot. Oh, yeah. But um uh you know thank you I don't real I you know if I if I was to be asked whether I would want him as the, as a part of our attacking group or part of our defending group it's defending I'm sorry Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just want him on the field. Yeah, really. You know? There's no doubt about it. No uh, so so you know then, then we get to the second half where mm -hmm. this is where I want, really want to praise Jogo. Yeah, man. How he earned that penalty. Oh, was impressive. hell yeah. Uh, how he how he outworked that Memphis player and just jumped mm -hmm. jumped in front of him knowing he was going to take that hit tremendous pass too and just and, and just and, and then I just love how Memphis tried to argue it when it was clear as day to all of us Clearly. in Scouts I mean of course it's clear to us in Scouts House because we're biased right 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 but like oh yeah he just instantly went through Joe goes back yeah he did and it was clear penalty I thought and, oh yeah I agree and I just want to mm -hmm. know how was there never a yellow for dissent. I, and I, that whole just cluster mess. Was it was it that bad down there? After, oh yeah, I didn't see there that. Were yeah. Three or four Memphis players surrounding the ref, tugging at his jersey. No kidding. And I'm going touching the ref is used to be an automatic yellow. Yeah, man. Right, right. 
I, I uh, yeah, I didn't see that much of it. Uh, but yeah, there's no doubt about the fact that that was a penalty. It's you know completely unquestionable. And then my favorite part of that was as Cam's setting up, Kadeem sneaks into the box <laughs> and tries to, I guess, shit talk. Mm-hmm. And it obviously worked. You know, as Cam <laughs> slots the penalty pass Cropper for his second career hat trick at Louisville City. Right. And and I was just wondering, like, you know, thank you, Kadeem, for that assist. Whatever you did, thank you. Yeah. That's one of the few positive things you've done. Right. For four. <laughs> See, I okay. like Kadeem. I always I always liked him when you I mean, I understand there's you know, he's played on what, what this has got what the fourth team he's played on since he at least. Right. I mean, he played here. He played at Cincy. He played right. He was at Cincy, wasn't he? He was in St. Louis, Saint, too, I believe. St. Louis, and now he's at uh, he's there at Birmingham. So there's, you know, that's uh, four teams that he's played for. Let's see. We have this powerful thing called the internet. Yeah, really. <laughs> yeah, Louisville City, Cincinnati, St. Louis, and Memphis. Right. So uh, I mean, I was never. I mean, I, I'm never. I'm never big on, on, on. You know, I was never a big Kadeem guy, but I never disliked him either. You know, so. No, I just know from helping out the team year one right. that... I know. I hear you. You know, with O'Connor, mm-hmm. that was one of the guys that he he disliked the most. Wow. Because Kadeem would show up out of weight to start preseason. Yeah. He'd be 20, 30 pounds overweight. Mm-hmm. And at that point, you're just hurting the team. But that's neither here nor there. Well, he's hurting know? the team, but you know something? Let, let me, let, let's say this. He hurt himself, too. Because oh, sure. those flashes when he was younger... This was this was a he was more than this level if he really really wanted to be sure. I think I really do as opposed to a cat like Aiden Quinn who used to play here yeah who I've never thought of Aiden Quinn of anything and I'm still a fan of his as anything the word slacker never comes into the conversation with Aiden he's sure. a guy he if you want to talk about a guy that maximizes his talent he does he does more sure. than what he can do but when you talk about cats like uh, Kadeem. Hoffman, a couple of these other guys yes. that have played here. I'll tell you this. From from one training I was at, mm-hmm. uh, helping with the communications team, Right. here's a quote from that training towards Kadeem, which okay. was, never forget it being yelled at him. You have all the talent in the world, but the motivation of a nobody. Right. Right. It just, he's never, it's just, that's that's on him. You know, you know, that really is on him. He's, so, and he certainly had his, certainly at Cincinnati, he had his opportunities. But anyway, oh yeah. we digress. But it just shows. <laughs> You know, I think I think going forward, mm-hmm. you know, winner take all Saturday. I hate it. I hate these games, especially yeah. on the road. Yep. And especially after Birmingham slapped SK. Ooh, did and they SKC beat the shit out silly. of them? Yeah, they sure did. Oh, Sante's a but, player you know, boy. I, I think I think going forward, especially this game or just in the playoffs in general, our back line's got to communicate better, and the midfield has to do a better job 100%. starting the attack and alleviating the pressure off off that back line. If we can keep them to one goal. We'll win. I really believe that because I agree with that. You know because they're going to get one. I, I mean, look, there's just there's, they've got too much attacking power, and you're not going to shut them out on their home field no, in this situation. Not at all. You know? you know, I'm anticipating two, but I think with one, we'll have a pretty good shot because it's not like they're it's not like their back lines anything to scream about either. Sure. Um. So. Um. You know. But yeah, I totally agree. Excuse me. I, I just I was really happy to get that win at home. <coughs> We really needed that after yeah. the week before, um, and to see Cam get that hat trick. I'm, I'm, I think what's he up to now? Twenty. He is up to. Oh, let me. See. I was just looking at this. Yeah, earlier I, I didn't. Even, I, I was going to check. Sadly, too. sadly, I think we need to pray Haji Barry like pulls a hamstring. <laughs> okay. Um, because he has tied Cam's record. 
right. single season record. Right, right. I think we almost need to pray he pulls a hamstring. But he, he's had more on other people. He's had but, more games too, though, hasn't he? Yes, I believe so. Yeah, because Cam uh, did that with with what thirty games or something. Damn, I, I forget. Aji's at twenty five. Cam is at twenty on the nose. Right. So twenty goals. But he, twenty goals, and I believe he's only had like twenty three or twenty four games. Right. This year. That's what I'm saying. I mean, he 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 missed some starts, and he's had a couple of injuries. And I'll tell you something else too. He has gotten his ass kicked this year. They have just remember Hackashack. Yeah. Do you remember? I don't know if you yeah. go back that far. With, with, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, it's like Slamacam. <laughs> I mean, that's really what I've seen this year. They really are just very physical with him. He just bounces up and deals with it, man. He's he's been tough this year. Yeah. So the, so there you go. We're looking at a. You know, yeah. side note on Cam, mm-hmm. 11 to 12 penalties in his career at Louisville City, mm-hmm. only one miss. I think there's only one guy. No, I don't think anybody's perfect in our team history. I went through those stats earlier today, I think. Okay. Monday, I think, but he's still, you know, he's got the best percentage through us. Mm-hmm. Also, question. I don't know if this ever came up. Well, also, before I get to the question, okay. bravo to the 10,900. Yeah, man. Listed in attendance, which blew my mind. Yeah, I didn't think it was going to be that much, especially on a colder night in October here. And it was, it was, uh, yeah. And, was, and with the U of L game. Right. Once again, coming up against it. Right. It's, it's good for us. And, and, and it's, it's, it bodes well for the future. Um, yes. you know, I think both teams, racing and, Lu- and, and Louisville City, both, you know, w- when you consider, we talked about that last week with racing, you know, pulling over 8,000. Uh, after what they had dealt with, uh, you know, losing, you know, not, not not having won seven straight matches. Sure. So that's pretty so awesome. Question was this: Was I crazy, or was there some weird emergency signal thing at the yes, end there of was. the game in the stadium? <laughs> yes, there. And I'm walking out, going, "What is going on? Do I need to run to my car?" Yeah, that, there was another fire alarm that that, that happened that's a couple what it times. Was? Okay. Yeah. I was, like, I was so confused. I'm like, "Are we under attack?" <laughs> Like, did the Russians finally yeah, invade? Really. Did they finally? Kim Jong Un finally had enough. I was like, I, I really was asking, like, did I need to run to my car? Yeah, I don't know. And it was man. just so weird to hear that from outside the stadium, too. Right, and I wasn't at the game where that, that happened twice in a match before, but uh, yeah, it's it, there's something that somebody pulled something or something set that off. But oh. you know, man, it's it's uh, you know, it it is what it is, and 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 uh, here we are going into the next match. Uh, needing a win. Uh, I, I think that was, you know what? That's almost symbolic. Because, yeah. you know, the emergency signal's been hit. You have to win this next right match. <laughs> DEFCON 1. We are at DEFCON 1. You're at, man. Anyway, uh, unless you have anything else to add to that, we can move on. Yes, sir. Um, you know, not so much racing, you know, with the two matches this week, um, or, you know, coming up. Uh, you know, we know we've, we've talked at length about how what we'd like to see out of them, and hopefully they're giving some, which they did the last match, giving some new players some opportunities. But really the thing to talk about, I think a little bit, like you were mentioning, is Carly Lloyd uh, finishing up her career. And, right now, actually. What's that? It's right now. Yeah. The game is going on, game's going as, on we as, as we right speak. Now. Right. And, um, you know, to talk about how invaluable, <laughs> you know, if you want a couple minutes to talk about how invaluable she's been to women's soccer, over the last, gosh, what, 15, 18 years? Yeah, she and, debuted in 2005. Right, so you took, gosh, sick, golly. But, man, go ahead. Tell me, go ahead and give me your thoughts on her, please. So, you know, it goes more than the stats, but her stats are too impressive to overlook. Yeah. You know, 315 caps, second all time. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Third with 134 goals. Golly. Fifth, 64 assist. Two-time gold medal winner, two-time World Cup winner. Hmm. You know, and she had that insane 2015 World Cup final. Right. 
with the with the hat trick with the goal from midfield. Right, that was in Japan, right? Yes, which I still think is one of the most insane goals I've ever seen. Chipping the keeper from midfield. That to me, that match epitomized that generation for me. Not so much the you know the, the you know 2018, but the way they absolutely just exploded on Japan in that match. Yeah. You know, and she was such a focal point of that team. And especially after how painful it was, I, I don't think it was the World Cup prior, mm-hmm. maybe two World Cups prior to that, Japan beating the USA yes, in the final. I do remember that. Mm. But yeah. And you know, I, 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 th- I agree with you so much. And I think Carly Lloyd was that bridge. Yeah. After Abby Wambach yep. stepped aside. Yep. Yep. Who was going to be our focal point and our leader? Mm-hmm. And that became Carly. Yes, it did. You know, um, and that's where I get to her legacy is she was just always a big game player. Mm-hmm. You know, she scored 15 goals in the Olympics and world cups <laughs> across all of them. Now I didn't have a chance to, to calculate if that's the most among the women's team. I doubt it with some of the exploits of our earlier generation. So the, early, yeah, the earlier players, there might be a couple there that anyway. Yeah. But it, it would, st- and then you consider, you know, the, the level of competition. See, that's the other has thing. Has grown so much better. Has yes. grown so much in the last 10 yes. years, 12 years, who she faced versus who Flouty and those cats met, play, faced yes. 15, 18 years before that. Whole yeah. different vibe, you know, Judy and, and, and the rest of those players. They were great players, don't get me wrong. Oh, just, oh, yeah, definitely. But when it comes to that legacy, mm-hmm. you know, I think something I brought up to you was, you know, where does she rank mm. in U.S. women's history? Okay. And, and if I have to give a top five, mm-hmm. excuse me, I go number one, Mia Hamm. Yeah, that's that. Well, I think okay. it's hard not to put her number one just with the impact overall she had. Right, right. Number. This is where it got tough because this is where I start debating Carly Lloyd. Hmm. But I go Abby Wambach. Abby Wambach. Mm-hmm. You know, just for the goal scoring prowess, the moment she had. Um, but you know, she's also got some skeletons in the closet too. Yeah, we'll leave that there. Fair enough. That's true. Three, three is where I put Carly. Okay. And then four, Christine Lilly, and five, Michelle Akers. All right. All right. I mean, yeah, I mean, I think it, it, four and five are interchangeable. Sure. But but Lloyd, when you consider the impact she had against the tougher, against the you know tougher competition, yeah, I can see that. That's that, that's totally legit. Yeah, I think she is definite a top three. Mm-hmm. My only, I, I just couldn't put her higher than, than yeah. two or one, just because nah, Mia Hamm had that impact. She was yeah. part of the popular culture. Yeah. That whole generation of players helped, yeah. You know, open the door. The next generation, absolutely. So, but you know, it's it's sad that this is the end uh, for Carly, and hoping she gets a goal. As far as I've last checked, unfortunately, she has not. Right. Um, but you know, it, it's going to be sad to see. You know, she just gifted the number ten. Yep. Yep. As well, mm-hmm. and uh, she's going to be one of those players who I, you know, you wonder if people will talk about her the same way they talk about the others I've listed. Well, you know what? I think I'm hoping what I'm really hoping is I definitely wanted to touch on this. This is a person who really needs to stay involved. Yeah. I'm hoping, I'm really hoping a Carly Lloyd stays prominent um, as it relates to women's soccer, um, not just the international game, but obviously the, the national game, because we've talked at length about some of the issues in NWSL. <laughs> she was, sure. she is a perfect person to help lead whatever's coming next because of the professionalism she shows. Sure. Um, and, and she's not, she's not boisterous, but she's not laid back. She's a sure. very professional, 
uh, person in general. And I'm really hoping that, you know, over the next 20, 30 years, she becomes a focal point of leading, um, leading women's soccer in this country. Uh, cause I think we're going to need her. Yeah. We're going to need someone from this generation. Yeah. Somebody. And I'm not going to, I'm not going to speak on her behalf, mm-hmm. but with everything going on, I'm, I'm just going to throw a movie quote out there. Sure. Possibly that she could use, which is don't put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby <laughs> with the swamp and cesspool. That is the NWSL leadership right now. Hear that. Oh yeah. If I were her, I might run away screaming. Right, 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 right. But, uh, but I agree wholeheartedly with your sentiment. Wait, whatever she it is, it doesn't even, in, right. It doesn't even have in to, somehow. Right. It doesn't have to be NWSL. It's whatever, whatever division one women's soccer looks like in the next 10 years. I'm hoping that she's, she plays a prominent role. Sure. In 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 um in growing it, and, and and being part of the persona of whatever that is, I really do, and I wish her luck. I really do. Of course, of course. Yeah. And now um, we're done talking about that. Um, there's there was one other topic we both definitely wanted to talk about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you something, man. I mean, FIFA has done some amazingly horrific stuff. Right over the last forty years, I mean, you could just line it up. Uh, but let me tell you something: World Cup every two years is just—it's just the most disgusting money grab and the most insensitive thing I've ever seen them do. It just—it's sure. like you know. That's. Let me show you how far I can. Let me how far I can stick my face in the cesspool. You know, it's just, I don't know, man. Well, you want to know something insane? Sure. Who's leading the study of the Biennial World Cup? I didn't know that. Arsene Wenger. Really? He is leading the research on behalf of FIFA. I had no idea. (laughs) And if you want something insane is, Mm -hmm. roughly listed right now, 166 of the 210 International Football Associations back the research into having a back-to-back World Cup, or two-year World Cup. Well, you know, the money, when you think about, get past the top 16 teams. You know, I didn't know any of that. You get past the top 16 teams or so, of course they want that revenue. Yeah. Why wouldn't Why yeah. wouldn't a, you know, a Honduras want that opportunity? And at this point, UEFA is the main opposition. Yeah, well, of course. That's, that's, those, that, that's those teams, the missing however many. I was never a math major. 50, 54, yeah. I think. Right, because they, uh, they've actually lifted it to, what, 60-whatever. Right, isn't it? What yeah. is it? Or whatever. And I'm sorry. No, no, you're right. You're talking about the total federations. Okay. Yeah. And so, you know, at this point, their plan would be to have the Continental Championships in the alternate years. Wow. So you'd still have the Euros and the Gold Cups and everything else, but watered down. So according to Wenger, here is the pros and cons. So I'm just going to lay it out here. Mm-hmm. So the pros are more major tournaments, more host. Jeez. More opportunities to host, mm-hmm. and there could they could help the smaller nations who have more opportunities to participate. Right. More money he also for- says there will be fewer inter- international breaks proposed just in March and October. Wow. And I don't like the setup for it because the proposed international breaks qualifying would be done in four team groups. Jeez. So qualifying would just be six games. Wow. And Vayner is trying to say. That uh, part of the pros would be the world. The this would create a fixed annual slot for major soccer tournaments every year, because you would have 
the Continental Championships in the off year and the World Cup in the other year. So are they talking about doing the Continental stuff every two years now, too? No. Something like that. Oh, my And the final, Gosh. the final thing was, they're saying quality is greater than regularity. So instead of having it every four years, by having it every two years, quality will trump. Unbelievable. And then the final thing was the, the Portugal Association. We kind of brought this up, too. Yeah. The head of the Portugal FA has said he has proposed. <laughs> you cannot play in back-to-back World Cups. I can't which help is one but of laugh the cons. every time I hear about that. You know, which is one of the cons, because I can't wait to see Suriname lift the World Cup trophy. Yeah, exactly. Or, or you know, <laughs> How are we going to regulate and delegate that? Or North Macedonia. Do we have the World Powers play one World Cup and then everybody else, the bench warmers, play the next one? You know... It, Dude, this whole segment, what I really want to do is I want to play yakety sax behind it because it's so silly. You I know mean, what I'm like saying? This, well, the dumb thing was most of the articles I looked at laid out the kind of the pros, not much on the cons. And I go, well, the cons are too easy. Yeah, really? How? How? How do you set this up? <laughs> do, you, do, you, do, do you like to watch your favorite players? Do, do you wish for them to be healthy? No? Okay. And then I actually think it, it, downgrades, it downgrades the allure. Sure. Of a World Cup when it's more common. That's Absolutely. just economics. Absolutely. As this something is, becomes more common, it loses its value. This is pure money. And you even talk about, you know, forget about champions. Well, champions looks everywhere. But I'm talking about UEFA. You talk about these continental championships, which are now going to do every two years. You're talking about, you know, and, and, and oh, I guess Europe and South America are the two that would really benefit from this financially because their fans are so rabid. It's just... If you're sure. a player, what do you do? Yeah. I mean, come on. I mean, if you're a cat like Ronaldo, <laughs> you know, because you know Portugal's pretty much guaranteed or at least, has, you know, a pretty, a really good shot of, of making both uh, both tournaments. What do you do? I mean, what about your club yeah. teams? What about qualifying? What about yeah. uh, for both of them? I, what do you, I, I just, the whole thing is so bizarre. That you're trying to literally cram 10 pounds of crap into a five-pound bag. I don't get it, man. I just, I don't know I how. Agree. You know, and I look at something like, you know, the Olympics isn't clamoring to go to a two-year cycle. No. You know, because I think that's the only event we can compare to this. Well. For its grandeur and its and its, its scheduling. Right. And you don't see them saying, you know what we need to do? We need to do this every two years, right? But you know, what? I'm, I'll, I'll, let me let me. Uh, I can push back on a little bit. The Olympics okay. are not a major revenue generator for the for the countries that that host sure. them, because there's so much money they have to invest in infrastructure. Well, actually, actually, that's the same way with the World Cup. Okay. Uh, if well, uh, that's great fair. Books, you're right. You're right. Great uh, book, Soccernomics, actually right. points out how how hosting a World Cup is the worst thing a country can do. Yeah. Because okay. most of the money that comes in for the World Cup goes to FIFA. Yeah. They control the ad revenue. God, they're such whores. <laughs> you know, and then these countries, like when South Africa hosted, that was one of the chapter titles, I believe, was right. why South Africa hosting is great for for the game, but mm-hmm. terrible for South Africa. Right. Because they invested all these money in stadiums that are now shuttered. Whew. And uh, same thing in Brazil. You know, you were there Brazil the to, riots. That's right. In Brazil. Because that's right. Money was going towards this World Cup. They built a, a stadium in the jungle where there wasn't a city. Right. Exactly. And and it's just uh, laying there in waste now. 
And you got so Cutter. Actually, actually, it's it's been proven like you know they they keep saying as part of the process more nations can host. Mm. Well, how many of these nations actually have the infrastructure? It's so crazy, man. You're not going to bankrupt them. It. All right, and, and now look at an American player too. Take a cat like Pulisic who plays over in Europe. So now you know. All right, so now obviously he's you know he, here he is playing at Chelsea. The amount of distance he has to cover, like a cat like Ronaldo, can literally not he yeah. can't take a bus. But you know it's so close playing in Manchester, Manchester United, going to Portugal. You're literally just on the other side of the tunnel, technically. Yeah. You know what I mean. But now you got to, you know, we have a growing amount of American players that are playing in Europe that are going to have to traverse that distance if this all, if all of this stuff just doubles. Oh, and then not just that, not just the distance. You know, to get the Trinidad and Tobago, you got to make four connecting flights. <laughs> So crazy, you know, and it's not just that. I mean, at one point, do players just start dropping? Yeah, I hear you, man. Exactly. Or do the clubs or do the clubs start saying, you know what? That's our player under contract. That's our asset. We're going to put a clause on this contract. You cannot play for your national team. Then that's that's that was my next thing that I was going to ask you about is from a player's perspective. What recourse do you have to say? Look, you know, if I'm a cat like Messi. You know, what do I do? And there's plenty of players. Forget about I mean, you got plenty of players. You've got a growing amount of Argentinian players that are starting to play here in MLS. Slowly but surely, they're starting to grow. That's still a hell of a distance. Yeah. You know, and, you know, MLS being a single entity as opposed to a club, you know, like like Porto or or, or Juventus or any of those teams over there, you know, uh, uh it's a different, it's a whole different animal because now you're negotiating with the entire league here and yeah. MLS is not going to turn around and say, well, no, 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 you can go, you guys take a break. <laughs> yeah. MLS is so, they're such money whores. And if they get, the, they happen to get a cat that has some sort of, 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 um, what's the word I'm looking for? Star power, billboard sure. power. They're not going to want them to take breaks. Are you kidding me? Oh Yeah. <laughs> This whole no. thing is just a cluster. It it didn't need to happen. This didn't need to happen. It's just going to make things even. Ugh, I don't know. Because right, at some point, money is going to come up against money. Yeah. That's the pro clubs, the professional clubs coming up against FIFA. Yeah. And if you want a funny, funny send-off to this segment, Please. how insane is it that we're talking about how much money is leading all this and the guy in charge of the study was one of the biggest penny pinchers. Oh, Wenger was the worst. And you want to talk about a humorless? <laughs> yes. I mean, if you want to talk about Cat, whose face would be perfect for FIFA. I mean, it's yeah. just like Dracula. See, see, here's the thing: I don't trust him. I don't trust him to run this study and do stuff with FIFA until no. I f I can see him figure out how to zip up a winter coat properly. <laughs> I don't trust a guy to do this research properly, do these findings, when I've seen him so many times on the sideline not be able to zip up a coat or button up a coat yeah, properly. really, really. Step one. Step one, clothe yourself properly. Clothe yourself properly. get into researching this. <laughs> well, man, I, you know, it's, 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 you know, to be continued because this is going to be, you know, when you add all of this stuff up, and we already talked about this the last show, with with um, FIFA talking about packing up their offices and moving over here, I mean, wow! This is it. There's such craziness going on right now. I mean, how soon? How soon until you have just 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 blowing up the legacy of the World Cup? You have the the regional World Cups to qualify for the main World Cup, right? 
I, I don't you know. know? It's all changing. CONCACAF Gold Cup is now the CONCACAF World Cup. Yeah, and, and, and for guys like me who romanticize about the way things were sometimes, ooh, the way things are coming, I, I just, you know, look, it'll be what it's going to be and people will still watch it, but th there's a lot to manage here. And I, I don't know, man. Can you oversaturate this? There comes a yes, point. Yes, you can. You know, I yes, yes, you definitely can. Mm -hmm. You know, it's the same argument, different sport, with the NFL adding weeks. Yeah. You know? Yeah. At some point, you you do oversaturate. You lose that exclusiveness to it. Right. Baseball, um, 160. Baseball, definitely. You know, they're talking about getting rid of the 162-game season for the exact reason, among right. other reasons. It's just too damn long. It's too much. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, well, buddy, is there anything else you want to add? Oh, let's let's please please get this win. Six yeah, pound, eight pound, six ounce, baby Jesus, <laughs> on Saturday. <laughs> to quote Ricky Bobby again, yeah, man, let's get this win and and, and get the home field throughout our division. <sighs> let's see what happens, man. I tell you what, the one thing I fear is us playing Miami at home that first game. That would be crazy with those with, with Ballard, Williams, and, and Paco. Yeah, let's oh. bring Louisville City South on. Yeah. <laughs> that's what they are. Yeah, that's that's the absolutely. So all right, brother. I really appreciate you. Uh I really appreciate you a lot. Uh we'll both uh, deal with these colds and uh we'll see you next week. Yeah, let's go stock up on the soup and stay out of the cold. Yeah, man. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Looks albeit a bit of an abbreviated one. Uh wanna thank Joey Cecil once again for his invaluable contribution. Uh wanna thank you for listening. Really, really means a lot. Uh, didn't mention it earlier, but you can catch this on Podbean, Spotify, and iTunes. Please like, subscribe, share with your friends. The more, the merrier. Also, really appreciate the compliments and uh, kind words that everybody's been having for this show. It's all about entertaining you the best we can. Uh, like we mentioned earlier in the show, uh, Carly Lloyd, her final game. Just another reminder in this mortal coil <laughs> that everything ends, man. You, you got to enjoy the minutes that you get, you know, you can't spend your whole life looking at some of this negative crap. I know there's a bunch of crap going on right now and you know, you can, you can focus on hard things and everybody goes through bad times, right? But just a minute a day, be thankful for something, reach out to somebody, be nice, be kind, be decent. There's a lot of good out there, man. You just got to look for it. It's, we are what we focus on, right? Right. You can focus on all the crap all day long and get people to feel sorry for you or, you know, get those likes on Twitter or whatever by saying something shitty about somebody and just whatever. Man, I try not to do that. And when I stopped doing that a couple of years ago or a few years ago, whatever it is now, um, life got better. <laughs> anyway, man, thank you so much for listening. And I really, really appreciate it. And there you go. I'm going back to bed. <laughs> My name's Joe Valla, the host of the Center Forward podcast. Hopefully I feel better soon. Hopefully you feel better uh, about everything in life that's going on right now. Love you guys. Thanks for listening and talk to you soon.